I'm Chip Freud, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to another episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. Today, I have the honor of speaking with J.J. Jiang. J.J. is an award-winning oil and watercolor painter who now calls Cary, North Carolina home. J.J. is a trained architect and architectural historian who has been creating art, design, and poetry from a young age. J.J., what a pleasure it is to welcome you to the show today. Well, uh, very happy to be here with you, Chip. As uh, our listeners know, the first step of these interviews is to have you share a little something about your current project, maybe something you just finished, something you're getting ready to work on, something in your, your art space. Well, recently, really, is a very uh, busy period of time. I've got one uh, personal show this coming month, which require 30 pieces of work from me. That's a big task. So I'm very uh, engaging that uh, activity right now. And also have uh, three workshops to teach uh, in the month of September and October. And plus, I'll be honored to invite back to the this year's North Carolina Watercolor Society annual exhibit. I invite back to be a critic uh, this year, and so that's a uh, I feel very kind of honor for me to do that. Um, so that's so yeah, it's a, a very busy period of time. I would say so. Thirty works. <laughs> That's uh, for for some artists. That's almost a lifetime. Um, <laughs> where is the solo show? This solo show is uh, going to be held in uh, Beaufort, North Carolina. Is there? It's called a fall fall party uh, happening in every year. October is a big event for them. Uh, sponsored by the historicus uh, historicals. Uh, site uh, organization that recent fund uh, is a big event uh, heavily promoted excellent that sounds really exciting and that's such a, a wonderful part of the state too so uh, yeah. i'll have to see if i can get down there for it well the, the heart of our discussions on the podcast are our five questions so without any further ado let's go ahead and jump on in what is your earliest memory of making art of any kind? Well, my memory really goes back to when I was five year old. Mm. And but before I get into that, I want to talk a little bit about my background. Uh, my background is probably different from most of your guests, perhaps. And uh, I was born and grew up up in China. And uh, I didn't come to this country, United States, until I was almost 30 years old. So you see, I spent a significant part of my life in China. And... uh, my childhood and earlier youth uh, was spent during the Cultural Revolution. 
probably a lot of the people here knows about that uh, crazy mm -hmm. period of time in China. And Cultural Revolution start when I was uh, four years old. And uh, during that period of time, and a lot of violence, and uh, books are burned or banned. And so the outside world are crazy, scary, and uh, just mm -hmm. a period of time of madness. So no books to read and no other thing to do, not safe to do anything outside. So the best you know, option for most of the young people or children will be stay home. So that's what I did. I went deep, I stay home and tried to stay out of the trouble. And, but I also went deep into the world of my imagination. And the drawing is one of those things I did during that time, time of uh, trouble. Mm. And so my memory goes, I can re clearly still remember, you know, when I was a five year old, at least, I drew a lot of the pictures. I drew everything from my imagination. And the subject like soldiers, I think that's one of the things I remember I drew a lot. And the airplanes and the tanks, all those kind of things. You know, I haven't seen the airplane in person. I haven't seen tanks in person either. So I drew all those things from my imagination. So that's my memory. Goes back. Well, well, thank you for that and for giving us the the context in which you were growing up and obviously influenced, you know, your creative process and your thinking. Well, you're currently uh, a watercolor and oil painter. What brought you to these two media and why? Now, for many years, watercolor has been my primary medium. And uh, as a medium, watercolor is uh, very easy to carry, to set up. And it's a lovely and a safe medium, comparatively speaking. So, but it also, as a medium, I think of water, to me, watercolor also has its limit. It's a quick medium. Hmm. And the one is not supposed to work on uh, watercolor painting for days or weeks not mention months or years at a time, right? Yeah. But with oil, you can. We heard a lot of those uh, great artists throughout history spend years work on one painting. Mm. You, with watercolor, you cannot do that. So I can give you an analogy here. I consider what a color is like a short story writing and oil is like a novel writing. Mm -hmm. So now 
I'm not just satisfied with just writing short stories. As an artist, I also want to write novels. So these days, I actually spend perhaps more time painting oil. And you probably also uh, guest visitors probably will see more oil paintings in my studio than watercolor these days. That's a, a wonderful analogy. I don't think I've ever heard it described <laughs> that way, but it 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 just makes sense. Um, the amount of detail and the time and the depth of the story that you can tell. Right. Um, right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank. Well, what inspires your art? Where does it come from? Well. Uh, obviously, I think come to this question, I gave us some thought. You know, I think first, probably a lot of the great artists and their work inspire me, of course. And uh, then I would think nature and the man made environment. I started architecture, probably, uh, so I love landscapes. But I also, because my background, I spent years, you know, studied and uh, architecture and uh, traveling to different places, started for, you know, the city design, architecture design. So I have this uh, profound fondness of uh, the man-made environment, buildings, so I love, you know, those uh, beautiful architecture, city, mm -hmm. scape inspire me as well. Of course, there's another the subject I really, uh, you know, enjoy doing as people. Mm -hmm. So those got most extraordinary creation. So obviously, it's a great ins uh, inspiration to me. And uh, last but not the least. And I think I got in my inspiration from my unique background in the life. I told you, uh, I talked earlier about uh, my childhood and my early youth and during the Cultural Revolution. I think a lot of that experience now come back sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, I recently wrote a, a blog uh, called Girls in Red Scarf. It really, uh, you know, linked my art creation to my youth and uh, to my memory. So all those things, I think, you know, uh, that's a, where I find my inspiration. To me, I, I also tell people, we as artists, we got to find our inspiration from all aspect of life. And I hope this answers your question too. Oh yes, absolutely. No, that's the lovely, lovely uh, thoughts and, and sources of inspiration across there. As we move on through our, our questions, this is one that um, I've, I know a number of our listeners have uh, really enjoyed hearing the answers to and that is you know what advice would you give to an artist just starting out 
Yeah, there's a kind of question. I uh, I know I uh, I can, you know, I'm probably too old-fashioned, and uh, I can give some advice, but I don't think people like to hear. <laughs> you know, I. This is what I'm thinking. I think painting is a lot like a gardening. A good gardener puts a lot of hard work on the groundwork, preparing soil. After sow, uh, after sow the seeds, then the great virtue is patient and waiting. So I would give the advice would be, you know, willing to put a lot of hard work into making and improving one's skill and work, and then be patient. But of course, these days we all know patience is very hard to be found these days. It's a rare commodity. And I just feel, I sense, even sometimes I feel myself being influenced by this kind of, uh, you know, this try to find a shortcut or overnight success. And uh, social media and all online platforms only make things worse. So hardworking, patience, sounds old-fashioned. I know people probably heard this before. And in the old days, the teacher, master all say the same thing. But these days, we probably don't want to hear about it. But it is proven way can leading to real success. I'm talking about the real success. It's not those kind of, a, you know, uh, kind of a, how to kind of, a, you know, try to uh, pretend to be success, you know. Now, I think that's really important to reinforce that message. And I think you put it exceptionally well there. Uh, I had a, I was reading somewhere a number of years ago when I was starting out my art career mm -hmm. and the, the message was, was similar. And it was, you get good at doing your work by doing the work. Right, right. No, no amount of workshops or YouTube videos or training is ultimately going to get you where you need to go. They may, as you say, prepare the foundation, prepare the soil, but ultimately you've got to get out there and just do it and do it and do it um, and be willing to fail. And be patient. And, be, and, and that, that ultimately is it, the patience. People, uh, you know, I find that I tell myself, be patient. You know, at my age, at my this age, state this stage of my life, it sounds weird. Say, be patient. Life is short. How patient can you be? Maybe how many years I had it, right? But still, yeah, yeah. I still tell me this. Be patient. 
you know, universe will have, you know, if you have something, universe will give to you. If it meant to be, mm -hmm. if it's not, that's okay. But do your work, enjoy the process. Excellent, excellent. Well, our last question we wrap up each of the uh, interviews with is, you know, what artist would you recommend we go out and check out? And if you can't limit it to one, you can share a few, but this could be one of the mentors you grew up with or could be somebody you recently discovered. Well, that's a, I like the question a lot. Uh, I think that the heroes is important for uh, to our artistic growth. We all need to have uh, many heroes. And uh, I have a lot of heroes in my life. But since I'm living American now, so I would suggest one of American artists, Andrew Wythe. Probably most of people know that. But I didn't know this uh, person, artist, when I came to this country. I found him by accident. And one time hmm. I took my children to the public library. You know, in the one of the oversized book section, I picked up one big painting book. And end up it's a collection of Andrew Wise drawings and the paintings. So I flipped through the book and then I cannot put it put it down. Mm. So I spent a lot of time just flipping through the paint that book over and over. I no, my impression that time was this: his work is not pretty. Okay, even though it's extraordinary executed. His craftsmanship, his skill is uh, superb. But I cannot see, I, I, I don't see, say his work is pretty. But somehow there is a lot of emotion. There is a sense of a melancholy. Mm. There is a sense of isolation. So those kind of things are just a grab me that time and uh, and the rest of the story then i just started to do a you know a lot of research about uh, this artist then i started travel i traveled to his uh, you know the ground that he worked his homestead his studio and i tried to get all the books published about him i read his uh, biography and all those things, and uh, he remained uh, remain to be one of the uh, you know great inspiration, and uh, to me, mm. and so I see his work is not pretty. I think that's it. Maybe I told people is this, you know, pretty work is beautiful work, probably created for please people's eyes. We call them eye candies, right? Mm -hmm. But great work, 
great work touches people's soul. So that's how I feel being touched by his work. I feel the connection. I feel his emotion. So that's one of the things. And then, second thing I suggest, when people check into Wise, Andrew Wise's work, not just look at his work, but, but understanding his life, the period of historic at the time he lives in, and go to the place he did his creation. You know, Andrew Weiss, during his lifetime, were never popular with the most crit critics. And he was a terribly, terribly criticized, radicaled, radicaled, insulted. I still, I, you know, I, this is a truth. But how can he pull through all those things and stay the course to be himself, create the art, stay on his ground? I think deep in his heart, that's that kind of a great self-trust. So made him a great American artist. I think his status, I really think of this, his status in art is a lot like uh, Frank Lloyd Wright in architecture. I know that I started architecture, so I'm familiar with Frank Lloyd Wright, and I, same way, I enjoy his work tremendously. Mm. So I say Andrew Weiss's status in art is like Frank Lloyd Wright in architecture, or Whitman in literature. They are all uniquely American, but at the same time, they are undisputably universal at the same time. And they all have great influence today, not just in America, but around the world. They're truly American genius, geniuses. And so that's why I really, you know, this is one artist I really recommended. And actually, this past May, just a few months ago, I, not June, I actually went to uh, his uh, homestead studio uh, in Pennsylvania, Chatsford. And I also, I did a, you know, uh, Brandy Wine to museum to see his work and his family's work. I went to his studio, his father's studio, and I also went to the farm he used to sketch, paint a lot, and uh, and I met the Carl's Junior Third. Carl's, you know, he also told me a lot about Andrew. He is a great friend. Uh, with the Andrew Weiss family and uh, his artists as well. He told me even more. So we start, why well, it doesn't mean we have to paint like him, but I think we got, see, what, if we truly understand him and uh, start a little bit more about him, we will be inspired by him.
Well, it sounds like a wonderful sort of pilgrimage you went on to sort of immerse yourself in in uh, an artist that you found great inspiration from. Yes, yes. And then last year I went to uh, his main, uh, his homes, study in Maine, coastal Maine. So, yeah, I I feel that it really gave me so much inspiration. And uh, so there are some other American artists as well, but I... I don't want to, you know, to mention too many because I think, uh, uh, you know, there everyone probably they will have to find some of their own. But this is one I strongly recommend. Well, thank you for that recommendation. Well, that brings us here to the end of the show, and I want to make sure that our listeners have the opportunity to to see and experience your work. So of course they can find you online at djjiang.com and at the Village Art Circle Studio and Gallery in lovely downtown Cary. And of course on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And I will put the links to all of uh, JJ's resources plus Andrew Weiss link in the show notes. So that'll make it easy for everyone to uh, get to the resources we've talked about here today. Well, JJ, Great. this is just been a real delight. Thank you so much for making the time in your busy schedule. Well, Chips, thank you again for this opportunity uh, to share some thoughts with you and with your audience. And I really appreciate that. All righty. Well, and this brings us to an end of another Artist Spotlight podcast. Tune in next time as we continue our discussions with contemporary artists. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund find accompanying blog posts at shipfreundphoto.com slash blog, and you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.